Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The dark hair. No wrap about the white shoulders. She wore an exquisite gown of white, shimmering with the reflections from the moon that scaled the mountaintop. She stood at the balustrade, her hands clasping a bouquet of red roses, her chin lifted, her eyes gazing toward the mountain's crest, the prettiest picture he had ever seen. The strange dizziness of love overpowered him. His hungry eyes glanced upward towards the sky which she was blessing with her gaze, and beheld another picture, gloomy, grim, cheerless. Against the moonlit screen of the universe clung the black tower of that faraway monastery in the clouds, the home of the monks of St. Valentine. Out of the world, above the world, a part of the sky itself, it stood like the specter of a sentinel whose ghostly guardianship appalled and yet soothed. He could not, would not move. To have done so meant the desecration of a picture so delicate that a breath upon its surface would have swept it forever from the vision. How long he reveled in the glory of the picture he knew not, for it was as if he looked from a dream. At last he saw her look down upon the roses, lift them slowly, and drop them over the rail. They fell to the ground below. He thought he understood the gift of a prince despised. They were not twenty feet apart. He advanced to her side, his hat in one hand, his stick, the one that felt the Viennese, trembling in the other. "'I did not know you were here,' she exclaimed, in half-frightened amazement. "'I left my ladies inside.' He was standing beside her, looking down into the eyes. "'And I am richer because of your ignorance,' he said softly. "'I have seen a picture that shall never leave my memory.' Never. Its beauty enthralled, enraptured. Then I saw the drama of the roses. Ah, your highness, the crown is not always a mask. The roses were, were of no consequence, she faltered. I have heard how you stand between two suitors and that wretched treaty. My heart has ached to tell you how I pity you. It is not pity I need, but courage. Pity will not aid me in my duty, Mr. Lorry. It stands plainly before me, this duty, 
but I have not the courage to take it up and place it about my neck forever. "'You do not, cannot love this Lawrence,' he asked. "'Love him?' she cried. "'Oh, I forget, you do not know him. Yet I shall doubtless be his wife.' There was an eternity of despair in that low, steady voice. "'You shall not, I swear you shall not.' Oh, he is a prince. I must accept the offer that means salvation to Graustark. Why do you make it harder with torture which you think is kindness? Listen to me. Next week I am to give my answer. He will be here in the castle. My father brought this calamity upon Graustark. I must lift it from the people. What has my happiness to do with it? Her sudden strength silenced him crushed him with the real awakening of helplessness. He stood beside her, looking up at the cold monastery, strangely conscious that she was gazing toward the same dizzy height. "'It looks so peaceful up there,' she said at last. "'But so cold and cheerless,' he added drearily. There was another long silence in which two hearts communed through the medium of that faraway sentinel. "'They have not discovered a clue to the chief abductor, have they?' he asked, in an effort to return to his proper sphere. "'Baron Dangloss believes he has a clue, a meager and unsatisfactory one,' he admits, and to-day sent officers to Gangluk to investigate the actions of a strange man who was there last week, a man who styled himself the Count of Arabazon, and who claimed to be of Vienna.' Some Austrians have been hunting stags and bears in the north, however, and it is possible he is one of them. She spoke slowly, her eyes still bent on the home of the monks. Your Highness, I have a theory, a bold and perhaps a criminal theory, but you will allow me to tell you why I am possessed of it. I am aware that there is a Prince Gabriel. It is my opinion that no Viennese is guilty nor are the brigands to be accused of this masterpiece in crime. Have you thought how far a man may go to obtain his heart's desire? She looked at him instantly, her eyes wide with growing comprehension, the solution to the mystery darting into her mind like a flash. You mean, she began, stopping, as if afraid to voice the suspicion, that Prince Gabriel is the man who bought your guards and hired ghettos and ostrom to carry you to the place where he could own you, whether you would or no, said Lorry. But he could never have forced me to marry him, and I should sooner or later have exposed him, she whispered argumentatively. He could not expect me to be silent and submit to a marriage under such circumstances. He knows that I would denounce him even at the altar. You do not appreciate my estimate of that gentleman. What is to become of me? She almost sobbed, in an anguish of fear. I see now, I see plainly. It was Gabriel, and he would have done as you say. A shudder ran through her figure, and he tenderly whispered in her ear. The danger is past. He can do no more, your highness. Were I positive that he is the man— and I believe he is, 
I would hunt him down this night. Her eyes closed happily under his gaze, her hand dropped timidly from his arm, and a sweet sense of security filled her soul. I am not afraid, she murmured. Because I am here? he asked, bending nearer. Because God can bless with the same hand that punishes, she answered enigmatically, lifting her lashes again, and looking into his eyes with a love at last unmasked. He gives me a man to love, and denies me happiness. He makes of me a woman, but he does not unmake me a princess. Through you he thwarts a villain, through you he crushes the innocent. More than ever I thank you for coming into my life, you and you alone, guided by the God who loves and despises me, saved me from Gabriel. I only ask, he began eagerly, but she interrupted, you should not ask anything, for I have said I cannot pay. I owe to you all I have, but cannot pay the debt. I shall not again forget, he murmured. Tomorrow, if you like, I will take you over the castle and let you see the squalor in which I exist, my throne room, my chapel, my banquet hall, my ballroom, my conservatory, my sepulchre. You may say it is wealth, but I shall call it poverty, she said after they had watched the black monastery cut a square corner from the moon's circle. Tomorrow, if you will be so kind... Perhaps I may be poorer after I have saved Graustark, she said. I would to God I could save you from that, he said. I would to God you could, she said. Her manner changed suddenly. She laughed gaily, turning a light face to his. I hear your friends laugh out there in the darkness. It is delightfully infectious. End of chapter 13